Travel Inspirations is delighted to sponsor In Case You Missed It with Joe Hadsel, the podcast by the Joplin Globe that brings insightful weekly news to the four states. Hello and welcome to In Case You Missed It, sponsored by Travel Inspirations. This week, we'll recap the five biggest local news stories from the past very hot week. We'll also learn more about a unique architectural feature on a downtown building. Ron Jones will talk to us about the sundial on his building at 111 West 3rd Street, which is one of only two sundials that I know of in the area. It's really cool. And now, In Case You Missed It, July 21, 2019. A request for heavy commercial zoning for a Joplin health food store on 32nd Street as a possible site for a medical marijuana dispensary was advanced by the Joplin City Council this week. Suzanne Nelson and her husband, Bill Nelson, sought the C3 zoning she said is needed for the couple to file an application with the state to try to obtain a license to operate a dispensary. Their business, Suzanne's Natural Foods at 3106 South Connecticut, currently has C1 zoning, which is for a light commercial district. Recently adopted city zoning codes for medical marijuana businesses require the heavier zoning to comply with state law. The proposal was advanced to the council with a recommendation for approval by the Planning and Zoning Commission. The Federal Emergency Management Agency has boots on the ground this week in Jasper County to help residents who were affected by the severe storms this spring register for individual disaster assistance. The federal response follows President Donald Trump's approval of a state request for a major disaster declaration on July 9. Jasper County was one of 20 counties in Missouri to be eligible to receive federal aid to help assist businesses and residences affected by flooding, tornadoes, and other severe storms that began on April 29th. An EF3 tornado touched down on May 22 in Carl Junction, damaging more than 300 homes and causing an estimated $16.5 million in damages, according to City Administrator Steve Lawver. Among those gathered in Mercy Park Tuesday night during a candlelight vigil marking the first anniversary of missing Joplin woman Sarah Burton's disappearance, resolution and hope still ran strong. The last confirmed sighting of the mother of two children was on July 16, 2018, near 10th Street and Rex Avenue, according to Joplin Police. She purportedly was seen west of downtown Joplin and in the Pittsburgh, Kansas area after that, but those sightings have not been confirmed, police say. The Shoal Creek Conservation Education Center in Joplin will reopen with an open house from 10 a.m. to noon Friday, September 6th. Formerly the Wildcat Glades Conservation and Audubon Center, it's located at 201 West Riviera Drive in Joplin's Wildcat Park. The Nature Center had been a top visitor attraction, but it closed last summer after one of the original partners in the operation, the National Audubon Society, gave notice that it would no longer participate in the programs there or operate the center, which opened in 2007. Other partners at the center include the city and the Missouri Department of Conservation. The state took ownership of the building last summer, changing its name and beginning repairs and modifications. Missouri Department of Conservation officials originally said they hoped the building would be closed for only a couple of weeks to make a few minor repairs, but they found structural, electrical, and other problems, including a leaking roof and a leaking aquarium. 
And finally this week, the Community Health Center of Southeast Kansas in Pittsburgh will help combat the physician workforce shortage in rural areas after being awarded a grant this week to establish a rural residency program. The center was one of 27 organizations across the country to receive up to a 750000 grant over a three-year period to start new rural residency programs while gaining accreditation through the Accreditation Council for Graduate Medical Education. The Community Health Center will be partnering with the University of Kansas School of Medicine in Kansas City on the residency program where they hope to support 12 physicians in training at full capacity with the first class slated to begin in 2021. We'll be right back with more about the Sundial Building. Travel Inspirations is a full-service travel agency in the four states with over 20 years of experience in planning group tours, company incentives, and leisure cruises. Joe and Nancy are eager to customize itineraries to make travel dreams come true. Travel Inspirations is exceeding your expectations in designing your vacation. Follow them on Facebook at Travel Inspirations Carthage or visit them online at travelinspirations.travel or call 417-526-4500. Welcome back. It's good to know that some technologies still work no matter how old they are. A sundial in downtown Joplin proves that. As the Globe's digital editor, I'm also the building's tech nerd. I'm an early adopter of new gadgets and gear that help us do our jobs as journalists. I make sure the Globe's website works and dives into the back end when it doesn't. I help my coworkers when they are having issues with their computers. And when the IT people roll through doing whatever they need to do, I'm the one that bugs them the most with all kinds of nosy questions. My smartphone, a very modern and up-to-date BlackBerry, is always by my side. I use it to play music when I'm taking walks during break times. In my column for The Globe, I've often written about how I like to take walks through areas that surround the building, including downtown, through the parks, and through residential districts, and how all of those areas have little hidden treasures right under our noses. Like how one of the best views in Joplin is from a huge hill in Landreth Park, for instance. The North Heights neighborhood charms me even more than Murfreesburg thanks to all those wonderful front porches those homes have. And the alley between the 500 block of Joplin and Wall Avenues features vivid, amazing street art, including humongous building-wide displays and bottle cap mosaics. It's awesome. So the sundial on the face of the building at 111 West 3rd Street is one of those treasures. Once you spot it, it's hard to miss. And for a long time, I've wanted to get a close-up look at it because I would wonder if it still works. Then I would remind myself, of course it works. It's a sundial. We're talking about a stick that throws a shadow based on the position of the sun. But still, did the people who made that sundial get the measurements right? And it's not like the planets are exactly like clockwork. I mean, the reason we have leap year is to course correct for how our year is actually a little bit longer than 365 days, after all. There's all kinds of wobbles and wiggles that astronomers and other scientists have learned to detect and account for. So it's a fair question. Does the sundial still work? Only one way to find out. Ron Jones is the owner of the building and has been for decades. We bought it in 1978-79, and uh, it had been empty at that time, so uh, we did, did the renovation, as you see it here, to, to make it an office complex for, for our company. To us, it was, a, it was an empty building that was reasonably priced, that would, it was kind of the size we needed to uh, involve into. At one time, we had like nine or ten people, so... Uh, it was kind of an ideal building for us. It had off-street parking. Uh, 
uh, and then some expansion, you know, we'd build out some of the other space uh, to side to, to rent out. I conducted exhaustive historical research into the building. I should probably say that conducted exhaustive historical research is a euphemism for I asked Globe historian Bill Caldwell. The sundial is believed to have always been a part of the more than 100-year-old building. Originally built in 1904 for a machinery company, it was remodeled into a bus station in 1937. Now, when Jones and his business partner, Ivan McElwee, bought the building in the late 1970s, the two renovated it and turned it into the headquarters for McElwee & Associates, an architectural firm that was behind the design of several big projects in Joplin, Jones said, including the building currently housing Victory Ministry and Sports Complex, Spring River Christian Village, and Hampshire Pet Products. According to a 1985 report in The Globe, the pair planned to renovate the exterior of the building, but pulling out the sundial was never part of the plan, Jones said. I mean, it's part of the original building, and it's integrated into the bricks. I mean, you could, you could take it out, theoretically, but, I mean, we didn't want to... I mean, there was no purpose to take it out. It was there. It was part of the original building, as you saw from the picture you looked at uh, back in the 30s. Yeah, we, we didn't want to deface it. In fact, we, you know, we talked, sort of called it the Sundial Building. It kind of a, was our nickname for the building. Jones showed me a picture of the building in its glory days as the bus station. It's not a big picture, and it's been artistically colored in. But sure enough, in the almost dead center of the wall are a few specks and lines that reveal the sundial's location. Jones was also gracious enough to let me get that up-close look I've been wanting for months. He was a little reluctant at first. He had just redone the top surface of that canopy where I would need to walk. But after promising to wear some soft-soled shoes and to be careful, he agreed. He led me to the second story of the building, opened a window where the hot wind of our current heat wave blew in, and let me jump out to inspect it. It's about two by two feet big. It has the word sharp across the top and numbers across the bottom. The gnomon, the official name for the projecting part of a sundial, was about an inch thick and was epoxied to the face of the dial. Both appeared to be made of fine-grained concrete, the blend of the gnomon looked a little bit more coarse, and the face of the dial was beautifully etched, much like a cemetery headstone. At about 1.05 p.m. on Thursday, I finally got a chance to check and see if that sundial still worked. And when I looked, it appeared to be a little behind. The shadow of the gnomon was still crawling toward dead center of the Twelve. You can see for yourself in a picture that accompanies my column this week on JoplinGlobe.com and in the ETC edition. Now, that may sound like it's more than an hour behind, but remember, we're in daylight savings time, and that system wasn't fully adopted across the U.S. until more than a decade after the building's construction. But the shadow of the gnomon should have been more than halfway past the Twelve. But that appears to be explained by how the sundial sets in the face of the building. See, the right edge of the sundial appeared to be sunken into the wall a little bit further than the left, meaning it's not exactly parallel to the building's southern face. Now, this may be intentional. Whomever installed the sundial may have known that the building's face wasn't pointing exactly to the south, or it may be just the way the building has settled over time. Nevertheless, it looks like that right edge could be pulled out a little bit, meaning that the shadow would have been dead center at high noon, or high one in this case. Still, 
it's not like it's not off by much. Given the presence of other clocks downtown and throughout the city of Joplin, and how rarely any of them are anywhere close to being accurate, the Third Street Sundial is a reliable workhorse. As long as it isn't cloudy. Jones has no plans to take down that sundial anytime soon, even though he's not particularly enamored with it. It's part of the building, he said. Never needs a battery. <laughs> Just an accident that was on there, I guess, when he bought it. I mean, yeah. it wasn't a part of our decision to buy it per se, uh, but it was just an interesting feature of the of the building. Personally, I'm still glad it's there for a lot of reasons. I'm a fan of downtown and its architecture. If I ever find a genie in a bottle during one of my walks, then I'm pretty sure one of my wishes would be to see the globe's exterior cheese grater metal panels magically disappear, revealing all that beautiful brickwork beneath. Any downtown architecture and decoration, from the hidden Love Your City mural on the former JB's building to the rundown yellow and black circular stripes on Virginia Avenue, on that beautiful brick wall that where everybody wants to take their prom picture on prom night, they all catch my eye. The sundial is only one of two in the area that I know of. The other is a large monument to veterans at Mount Hope Cemetery. But most of all, I'm pleased with how the sundial still works. I mean, a sundial is not just a stick in the wall. It's a precisely placed stick with carefully measured intervals based on observation and deduction. The same scientific process that led to the creation of the sundial also led to the creation of the battery-powered, internet-connected timepieces that most all of us carry with us everywhere, including me. The sundial may not be in the perfect place for us to get pictures for our Instagram accounts, but it is there for anyone who walks by depending on the sky, may not be able to tell you much about the present, but it speaks volumes about our past. And that will do it for this week's episode of In Case You Missed It, sponsored by Travel Inspirations. I'd like to give a special thank you to Ron Jones for giving me the chance to get an up-close look at that sundial. It was amazing. Everything you've heard on this podcast, and so much more, is available in the print editions of the Joplin Globe and online at JoplinGlobe.com. We have subscriptions that start as low as $14.99 a month. You can see those deals available at JoplinGlobe.com slash subscriptions. Or call the amazing people in our subscriber services department at 417-623-3480. I'm Joe Hadsel. Thanks for listening. And on behalf of all of us at The Globe, we hope you have a wonderful week. Travel Inspirations is delighted to sponsor In Case You Missed It with Joe Hadsel, the podcast by the Joplin Globe that brings insightful weekly news to the four states.